This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, mamas. When you think who on the website of youtube.com is the worst YouTuber, you might think of Ben of the Week. And I agree, because I know I get a lot of comments saying that I look and like sound like him. I, I hate that because he's the most annoying person on the planet. But, you know, I, my second least favorite person on YouTube is going to be Sunny V2. Who is Sunny V2? Who is this channel that I'm mentioning? You've probably seen one of his videos before, at least in your recommended. Um, he's pretty much everywhere online like his videos get so big and usually have to do with like the downfall of someone. Okay. So he'll look at like, for example, his most recent video is, uh, the downfall of like child celebrities. And some of them are like very sad and there it's, it's not really a heartwarming thing to watch. You don't kind of like put it on and then, you know, microwave some fucking milk and then have your warm glass of milk while watching how the lazy town stars are like, on the decline and how freaking Amanda Bynes is walking around naked in the street because she like got out of rehab. Like it's not very good videos. And when I say good, I mean positive. And I know I've talked in the past about forced positivity, forced negativity. And this isn't me saying that everything on YouTube needs to be happy, 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 and fun. But it's the way that this YouTuber goes about you know, shit, focusing on these people's downfalls that are like real living and sometimes not living people is really gross. And I want to talk about it because this really kind of came to a crescendo during the whole Mr. Beast situation that's been happening recently. I'm not going to get into it too deep because it's been everywhere. Everyone's talked about it. Um, basically, to sum things up in a little nutshell, a nice little pistachio for you. Uh, one of the people on Mr. Beast's crew, his name was Chris, and I say his because he said uh, he's fine with all pronouns, um, so just for consistency, we'll say his, he, him, um, basically uh, came out as gender non-conforming, um, is on HRT, which is a hormone, is hormone replacement therapy, I don't know what I was going to say, is a, anyways, um, is basically gender non-conforming, and has also had a physical change with that. Um, he's has like longer hair, uh, faces becoming more feminine as happens with people who are on HRT, but people started noticing this and you like for a while it wasn't public. People just saw images of Chris, like Chris's face changing. And then finally he came out and said, yeah, I'm on HRT. It's a life-saving all this good stuff. And, you know, I was hoping, so just hoping that people would be nice on Twitter and understanding and civil. Nope, it's fucking Twitter. But I, actually, I shouldn't even just put the blame fully on Twitter. This was kind of a standard response across like so many different social medias. I was getting edits 
of this Chris being like, Chris, what happened? Meh. With like a million likes. It it was it was insane. And I, I want to like be clear here. There is also some hate that Chris is getting because um, he split up from his wife. And, you know, people were so quick to blame it on being gender non-conforming. I don't know what the reason was that they split. But they added it as like kind of fire to this like big transphobic bonfire that people were having online. And it got really gross. I thought it would pass. But then, oh, lo and be fucking hold. The worst YouTuber on YouTube, Sunny V2, makes a video saying, <laughs> saying why Chris is about to be Mr. Beast's biggest problem. <sighs> the argument being made in the video was that Mr. Beast has no way of, you know, dealing with this situation. Not that it's really a situation that has to be, like, dealt with. But basically, the argument was, if Mr. Beast says nothing, um, he's gonna... It's obviously, like, not good to not defend your friend. Um, it, they were, like, saying he's in, like, a rock and a hard place because he can't say something or not say something, basically. And even Mr. Beast replied to this he he replied to a, a tweet with like a screenshot of like the sunny v2 video saying like chris is not my fucking problem he's my friend <laughs> like but let's get into like actually what the video was about basically he actually before we get into that let me break down like the bare bones of a sunny v2 video i'm sure you've seen them but just in case you haven't let me tell you what the worst youtuber on this planet's friggin videos are like he will basically show a celebrity and let me get like some examples for you let me pull up some videos just so i can like you know give it to you and you know sometimes it's warranted i will say like some of the people that he covers um, why am I saying cover like he's a fucking journalist? He's literally like an Australian dude with like a laptop. Um, some of the videos he covers are like people who actually like, you know, you can revel in their downfall a little bit and have fun with it. For example, uh, he did a video on like, where are the Chris Hansen predators today? Those are the people that get busted by Chris Hansen for like trying to meet up with a minor to do scary things. Um, you know, stuff like that. We can have a little downfall video and hell, even if there's a whole channel, even if Sunny V2 is just nonstop, bring on the predators, you know, getting busted and sent to jail, I would subscribe. I, I would have a good old time. But unfortunately, it it isn't just there, okay? He includes, like, you know, he's got a frequent kind of theme of uh, the downfall of YouTubers. And it's not because, it's not always because they did something like, specifically bad you know it might be like a bad business decision or a bad youtube decision why they had a decline in their channel but like he'll just folk he almost like puts this air of it's their fault and they're idiots for doing it like that's kind of like the feeling that you're left with that's like the taste in your mouth for example like why dreams face reveal was an awful decision and then like the thumbnail says like no mask no subs and in that video he was just kind of like <laughs> saying like she should have just kept the mask on because people didn't want to see his face which you know from a logistical standpoint you can like argue about that but 
l- let me read some more for you. Um, this one's crazy. Boogie two nine eight eight deserves his failure. If you don't know who Boogie two nine eight eight is, he's this YouTuber who uh, he was like pretty big. I think when I was like really getting into like watching YouTube videos, he was like a gamer stuff like that. Um, and unfortunately, he I think he's like flat broke now. He made a lot of like bad financial decisions, and I think was like a little hypocritical about some decisions. But basically, ended up broke and like was really like trying to make money on YouTube, you know, doing some of the sh- the shameless like guys, please give me money type beat things. Um, so obviously, like you know, if you make a bad money decision, whatever, but that doesn't mean you're a bad fucking person. Like that doesn't reflect on you as a human. Maybe you shouldn't be an accountant, but that doesn't mean you should have videos being made of you called Boogie deserves his failure with like burning fucking money <laughs> background. Like that's crazy. Um. Let's, 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 let me read some more. Uh, oh my God. Okay. There was one saying how James Corden destroys his reputation, but you know what? I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. We have like freaking LMFAO. Where are they now? Their brutal decline. That's the title. Like, like it's LMFAO. Leave them the fuck alone. Yes. that. <sighs> The final 27 hours of Juice World, like, it just focuses on, like, really sad things that really don't need to be sensationalized more than they already are online, and he just gets off on it. He pulls out his little sunny, I'm not gonna say that joke, (laughs) has a little fun. Um, So it's like, there's the negativity aspect of it, just a whole channel dedicated to seeing the downfall of people, Um, but there's more kind of reasons that I have, more qualms that I have with why he's the worst YouTuber. And just before we get into this, I didn't, I used to like watch his videos a lot and I didn't unsubscribe until like, I want to say it was like a year before the whole Mr. Beast thing. And he still freaking comes up on my recommended page all the time, which is very annoying. I want him off, but like I unsubscribed because, you know, I first, I was very drawn to his thumbnails. Like they're very clickable and you you'll see like celebrities or you know youtubers that you kind of forgot about and it's like oh where did they go and it's like a a, it's nice to have like an update video to see sort of what happened but then you realize like every single video he's posting is just oh where's this youtuber they're fucking broke and irrelevant and they ruin their lives and it's their fault like that's kind of that's the type beat it's on um so why is there a fruit fly in here once you get into the meat and potatoes of his videos, it also really shows how shitty they are. Not like from a moral perspective, but just how shitty made, how shittily made they are. Don't get me wrong, there's really crazy editing. Like just from an editing standpoint, this shit looks like it's like a Netflix original documentary kind of situation, but they're shitty in the way that they mean nothing. Like, he'll use the most anecdotal points. Basically, this is like the structure of a Sunny V2 video. He'll be like, have you have you ever wondered where... I can't do an Australian accent. Have you ever wondered where... No. Have you ever wondered where... Uh, let's say JoJo Siwa went. And you'll think, oh, yeah, where did she go? You click it, and it'll be like, JoJo Siwa is... A Nickelodeon star, but 
recently people have been not liking her. And then he'll start showing like hate comments. And this is the craziest fucking thing to me. This isn't like a Sunny V2 exclusive one time only situation. Okay. There's so many like drama accounts or account, just similar accounts like focus on negativity that will use like people's hate comments as like an anecdote for an argument to be made when it's like literally just some fucking 12 year old from like Google blah 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 country like hating behind their keyboard and so this was like one of the main things in the Mr. B situation video that he made that like was fucking crazy to me like almost laughable because there <laughs> someone like commented like this cringe ass Andrew Tate ass quote being like strong times make weak men weak times make strong men and then they're like unfortunately Chris is a weak man or something like that. It was so fucking crazy. Um, he'll just like show comments from people with like no profile picture with like four spelling errors and like pass it off as like legitimate criticism. It's the craziest thing to me. And, you know, I think obviously the YouTube comment section is great. You can have a whole discussion in there, but you're reading hate comments from the fucking dumbest people ever. And they're very much cherry picked. Okay, like he's picking only comments that agree with his opinion, in this case, being a fucking transphobe. So like, there he's, uh, <laughs> he's just picking the dumbest fucking comments. Okay, wait, I had to, I had to get some screenshots of these comments. So these were left on, uh, it was like a live stream that Mr. Beast did, like unboxing some stuff, and it had the whole crew, including Chris, and it's a two hour fucking live stream. And there's some moments that are, like, a little awkward, okay? Like, you're spending two hours just opening boxes in a room. There's going to be weird pauses. There's going to be awkward silences. Have you never, like, been in a fucking friend group? Anyways, before I get too crazy heated here, um, people started leaving comments kind of, you know, both about Chris's appearance, but also uh, about, like, the more kind of awkward moments in this video. So like, you don't have to watch it. I'll just give you that quick context. But these are some of the comments that people left that were included by Sonny V2 in his video. This is from Todd with two subscribers and the fucking classic default orange Google profile picture. Chris went from lighting campfires and raising a family with his beautiful wife to now trying to be a wife with his man buns and long nails. If you're still calling, like, just putting your fucking uh, hair in a bun, a man bun, you're either, like, a 60-year-old or actually, like, brain dead. Um, okay, next. We, this one is from Abir Hassan on Twitter. You ripped apart your family and took a father figure away from your son just so you could paint your nails and act zesty. Pathetic. That's what Abir Hassan says. And you can really see, like... The the level of knowledge that people have about, you know, gender non-conforming people, trans people, uh, you know, the LGBTQ community in general, when they comment shit like this, like, people don't just, you know, leave their wife because they want to paint their nails and act zesty, which is a crazy fucking way to, like, or just thing to equivalent, equal, it's not... <laughs> Painting your nails and acting zesty 
is a crazy way to say like gender non-conforming because like obviously those are things that you know are typically more feminine to paint your nails act zesty i don't even want to fucking get into because what a crazy saying like when i think of zesty i think of cool ranch doritos and that's where we need to keep that meaning of a term since when the fuck did we call just being feminine zesty annoying ass term because sometimes mm, i pop a cool ranch dorito in my mouth and i think mm, i want to say oh this dorito's so zesty but i fucking can't now i digress uh, this was a crazy one. Um, someone on Twitter, I could tell this was like a paid verified user, uh, but they said, in a few years, look back at this thread and remember, they were never your friends. Only yes men cowards. Hope you come out of this safe. Mr. Beast replied saying, opinion irrelevant, ratio. And then the original person said, I have 30 followers, so go ahead and ratio me. I'll still rest easy knowing I'm not a coward who idly stands by watching a friend ruin his own life. To give some more context to that, um, you know, obviously, Chris's friends being friends and just in general, good people were very like welcoming and publicly uh, accepting on Twitter and social media of Chris when um, Chris announced that he was on HRT. And that's why this person was like, these people are all yes men. They're all cowards and they're brainwashed. Blah, blah, blah. The typical like freaking like transphobic nonsense that you get. Um, but the it's like the inclusion of this comment in the video is so strange to me because, you know, I get like the first original comment already kind of weird to throw in because it's this person's like stating it as like a fact being like this, like Chris is ruining his life by being trans. Um, and then I think it was like funny to throw in the Mr. Beast ratio because he did let the record state ratio him original tweet got 7,000 likes. Mr. Beast got 26,000 likes, but then like to throw in the, the sad fucking rebuttal that did not end up ratioing saying, um, I'll rest easy knowing I'm not a coward who idly stands by watching a friend ruin his own life. He's not fucking ruining his own life. You, Your ass is possibly ruining his life because you're being annoying and fucking transphobic. But anyways, b back to like how I mentioned the video is like a little awkward where they're like opening presents. He like focuses on like this this freeze frame of him opening boxes where he's just like looking down and like opening the label like i don't know if y'all have ever opened a fucking box label but it's not the funnest thing to do you know opening like ripping labels off of packages and there was a comment saying i've never seen jimmy so sad before my brother in christ he's opening a box like let's be for real so there's that um, moving on, I mentioned his editing before, but it is so dramatic for no fucking reason. Like, it, he will have every, like, Netflix original suspense sound effect play in the span of 30 seconds for no reason. It'd be like, Mr. Beast's friend. Wait, why did I fucking eat that up? Okay, that's like a <laughs> that's like a the drama sound they play when there's drama in shows. So 
all of those things, the main two things, I hate the how negative his videos are. I hate um, the anecdotes that he uses to like try and justify his points, which are usually just fucking mean. And the third thing is, his ass is hating behind like an anonymous profile picture. Okay, he doesn't show his face. He has no skin in the game. Addressing the elephant in the room, my podcast is literally called Drama Mama, okay? I'm usually, not always, but talking about dramatic things or, you know, critiquing cultural things, whether it be on TikTok, YouTube, or society as a whole. And usually I focus on things that are negative. And sometimes here and there, I focus on the downfall of YouTubers and TikTokers. But I use my fucking brain and... I think I have a little bit of heart where if someone doesn't need to be like beat down on, I'm not going to make a fucking video on them. Okay. Some drama like doesn't need to even be talked about. That's why like I wasn't going to talk about the Mr. Beast situation to begin with because I think it's just so sad how some people are reacting to like the information of him just literally fucking existing as a gender non-conforming person. Like it, it truly just made me upset. But in general, like when I talk about drama on this channel, I'm showing my face. My point is standing. And if someone wants to argue with me, they can argue with me. They can bring shit up about me. I don't know. They can call me. They can say I look like a roasted fucking peanut if they want to. And that's fine. But this guy is so bold because he does it all anonymously. Okay. No one knows the Sunny V2 guy's name. No one knows what he looks like. You couldn't probably guess that he's Australian from his accent, but it's like, how can you, how could, I, I, I would have just a little bit more respect, maybe 5% more if he did all this shit with his face out. Like, maybe he's just ugly. I don't fucking know what it is. Um, I feel like it's very weird nowadays to just be like completely anonymous uh online if you especially if you have a big presence that was like some shit that 2018 minecraft youtubers were would pull why are like that's some dream shit why are you just like a hiding your face and b hating and i i, I wonder like if he does that because he knows like he's probably created like one of the most toxic fan bases like most of the comments in his video were very kind of you know agreeing with his point that basically chris made a mistake by fucking existing as a gender non-conforming person um and there wasn't that many dislikes to begin with it was only when i started seeing people talk about it on twitter uh and when mr beast replied that i like saw the dislike ratio go to like about half on the video um, and some comments being critical of Sunny B2. And this is like something that I was fucking so just craving to happen because I'd see on some of his other videos that were just so brutal for no reason, like the boogie one, especially. I was like, how, like, there's gotta be other people like watching this video being like, damn, that was fucking rough. Why are you highlighting this to your fan base? But If you're going to talk shit, show your face. And also, I think we should be able to fight. I wish, I really wish there was like a, like a Tinder kind of situation that was integrated into YouTube where like we could just like match with people that we don't like on YouTube and then just fucking fight them. Pull up to their house. 
I want to fight someone before 2023 ends. So, anyways, you know, I, I, I also just want, really felt the need to, like, address, like, my bias here as, like, a drama person. And it's ironic because I'm talking, I'm being negative about someone who is being negative. But my issue with them, as I said before, isn't just the negativity. It's all the things blend into this perfect little Sunny V2 smoothie that make him fucking diabolical and annoying and literally a, a despicable me villain. Um, but let's also address the other elephant in the room. My hat from Coachella, baby. I was Coachella uh, this weekend. Um... And I, I had a very different experience than last year because last year I went for the first time. Uh, but this year I went and I was with le less of a group. Okay, last year I was with a big group of people and it was more kind of like a social event. I'm sure you've all heard like Coachella is influencer heaven um, except they all fucking hated their fun fact. Like none of the influencers that go to Coachella actually like go for the music. They go to walk around and like, like hang out with each other, which is fine. But then also just take pictures and leave. Um, I think I talked about this last year when I went to Coachella and made a podcast episode, but it is the fucking influencer Olympics. It really is the, there's maybe like 90% emphasis placed on, um, taking pictures and documenting it for social media and making content and maybe 10% on seeing the actual artists there. And I was about 50-50 last year. I'm gonna be so real. I made like 10 like short videos and then I made a full length YouTube video. I think I made three Instagram posts and was just a story whore the entire weekend. And I was still able to experience like a lot of good music. A lot of that was motivated because I wanted to get like good content. Meh. But I this year like something shifted. Something changed. I was with like a smaller group this year. I wasn't as social and I really just like focused on seeing the artists that I wanted to see and I had a fucking blast doing that. I did end up going to, like, a couple of these, like, extra parties, which I talked about last year. Basically, every Coachella, there's all these, like, mini little influencer parties that are kind of, like, tailored for the influencers that just, like, go to take pictures and don't actually want to listen to anything because they'll just have, like, an open grass field with, like, a food truck and, like, free drinks and then, like, a DJ that they hired off of Craigslist and called a fucking day and it is, like, bonanza there. Like, the influencers go so crazy for it. They're, like... And it's like, there's some of them are like the goofiest fucking brands. It's like these like fast fashion ass companies are like, babes, come with us to the desert. We're throwing another festival. And it's, it's very annoying. So I, I got to experience some of that and very much disliked it. They weren't fun. Uh, but I want to talk about the actual festival because I got to see artists that I had always dreamed of. And one of them is Frank Ocean. I'll get into the drama about that real quick. But, like, the beauty of Coachella for me is they bring together some of the, like, craziest artists that don't even, like, show their faces in public ever. For example, Frank Ocean. Um, 
Young Lean is really hard to see. The rapper No Name. And a lot of these people are like a little bit more niche. I understand that. I, I don't, I'm not really a pop music person. And I understand if you're not like a more kind of like alternative type person. But there's a lot of these artists, some that literally haven't ever performed, but have had like 10 year long music careers, all perform at Coachella. And it's a really exciting thing. Like, for example, Frank Ocean has not performed since like 2017. It's been like six years. Six years! And adding on top of that, I am possibly one of his biggest fans. I absolutely adore Frank Ocean, everything about him. I listen to all his music. I bought, buy all his merch and have bought his freaking chains. He literally released diamond chains and I have purchased, like, this is the one thing I splurge on, but I've purchased thousands of dollars of Frank Ocean chains from the ones, you can't even buy those shits online. You have to go to this, like, jewelry market in Chinatown, New York to get them. And I have made the trip. And that is, like, the only designer thing that I splurge on. I love Frank Ocean. So, he did a set after six years. Very hyped. And he was an hour late, okay? I was in the fucking barricade. I pulled up before the person before him, who was Bjork, who I love. Don't get me wrong. Also a huge Bjork fan. Listened to every single song she's ever made. I like literally sat down and listened to every song she ever made. Anyways, I got there like four hours before his performance. And I I had kind of expectations that were close to what actually transpired. He didn't put on a crazy show, okay? He wasn't a Harry Styles like running up and down the stage in like a fucking glitter onesie or anything like that. In fact, the the show started off with like people walking in a circle in front of him as he performed the first song. You couldn't even see him really. Um and there was kind of crazy camera work that would just focus on like small details rather than just like a clear video of him. And that's all very intentional, I think. And I know I might sound like I'm in denial because to most people, he put on a horrible show. So many people on Twitter, uh TikTok were like this was horrible. And I would understand that because some of the bitches didn't camp out like I did. And they're, they're not about that Frank life. So boo-hoo for them. They got a bad show. But I had a good time. You know why? Because one thing I noticed when I was in that crowd at Frank Ocean was so many people were there for like his more kind of pop songs. Like his song Novocaine. Things like that. They, they were a lot more accessible. They were a lot more like kind of pop music. And more recently, he's done kind of experimental, all types of genre, like EDM, hip-hop, uh, friggin' reggaeton. He's done all these different genres, and it's not, like, as popular, not even, like, a, f- a quarter as popular as, like, some of his bigger hits. So you had this whole audience that was there, like, wanting to hear the shit that blows up on TikTok, and they weren't getting it. He wasn't feeding that to them. He was doing... A mixture of covers, new music, um, remixes of old songs. And, like, there was one song that people really love that uh, he just, like, made kind of like a techno remix out of. And I heard, like, people behind me be like, this is so annoying. Shut up! Shut up! Like, oh. There was this group of, like, Swedish girls behind me that were like, Frank, if you do not play... Ah, Novakin right now, we were going to leave. And they, like, would not stop. They just wanted all the TikTok songs. And I understand this is a problem throughout, like, a lot of different music genres. But fuck, it was really apparent here. He had some real annoying fans. So, 
That was one of the things. Uh, he had to end the show early due to a supposed curfew. Um, so they had to shut the show down. But that's kind of his fault because he showed up an hour late. And there's some theories as to why he showed up an hour late. Uh, some people were saying that he had to. He wanted to build an entire ice rink to perform on and have ice skaters, and then change his mind last second, and then to like melt the whole ice rink and like build a whole new stage. I don't know how valid that is, but. Yeah, that's annoying. That's fucking annoying. Like, ugh. But, you know, like, I didn't have the highest expectations. Because if you're an actual fan, you'll know that this is some shit that he's going to pull. He's not going to have a crazy energetic experience. And he was pretty energetic. Like, for some of his biggest songs, he, like, danced around. He brought, a, like, a DJ out, this DJ Crystal Mess. And she, like, had a whole DJ set, and it was freaking awesome. It was so lit. So unbelievably lit. But I understand that, like, <sighs> to most people, to to the general audience, it's not going to be a good show. It was a good show for people that were fans of him, but to the general population, not a good show. So, <sighs> <sighs> Like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because I knew what I was getting into and I knew what to expect and it was very much what I expected. But so many people just, ugh. But overall, Coachella was lit. Um, I really didn't, there's not going to be a vlog or anything like that. I mean, I know I made a vlog last year, but this year I just really wanted to like go as a fucking human being and not as an influencer. And I had a blast. I didn't have, I, I, I had to make like three videos um, three like little short videos and that was it. And I was chilling. I had a good old time. So, and I got this hat, which is fun. Um, but with that all being said, I know I kind of diverted into a whole other topic there, but let me know what you guys think. Uh, if tell me if you ever watched like a Sunny V2 video, had the same thoughts. I'm curious. Uh, please with this podcast, five stars on Spotify, if you would like, and also Apple music, if you would like. And uh, you can watch the video version of this on YouTube. Um, and I'm going to try some new things out with this channel pretty soon. You'll see. Uh, I know I cut the drama again uh, this episode. Sorry, I forgot to read the comments before. But we're already running out of time. I've been blabbering for too long. I love you so much. And I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Maybe sooner. We'll see. I love you. Bye-bye.